my 300th episode, and some great new music on this episode of the Mind Dog TV Podcast. Welcome, my friends, to the 300th episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. 300, we made it. I'm Matt Napo. Uh, thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Going to be a memorable show today. We got some new music that you may not be aware of. Uh, not really all that new uh, in the, in terms of uh, young or career-wise, but uh May, may not be all that well known here in the states, uh, and so I'm delighted to kind of introduce you to a really uh, a, a music artist that I'm really excited about. I I really uh, think you're going to enjoy his music, and uh, it's something that you know is really high quality. Uh, Michael Stover from MTS Management has brought me a lot of great. Uh, musical guests in the last couple of weeks, and I want to thank him for that. Today might be the best of all, though, I, and I mean that sincerely. So stay tuned. Uh, you're going to find out about him and his music shortly. But first, I need to... Oh, by the way, before I even talk about my sponsors, tonight at uh, last night at, at 12 midnight, my friend Craig, who does the uh, off-the-cuff cooking show, Low Carb Cooking, dropped a uh, new episode that I happen to be featured in. I'm putting that link to that. It's an, on YouTube. Uh, it's called uh, Off the Cuff. Hold on. Let me see. where where Oh, in the comments section here. Uh, so, and it's called the Off the Cuff, Cuff Cooking Show with Craig Mitchell. And the link is in the chat rooms right now on most of the services, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch, and Periscope. Uh, yeah, Periscope, but not LinkedIn. So uh, check that out when you get a chance. I'm acting. I'm doing a little bit of acting in that uh, episode. So it's kind of unusual for me. Now on to my sponsors for today. Let's move through this uh, rather quickly. MyBookie.com is one of the most popular and trusted brands in the online gambling community. Its sportsbook offers an incredible variety of sports from American staples such as football and basketball to international sports such as KBO, rugby, and cricket. It even offers wages on entertainment and politics and simulated sports games uh, such as Madden 21 and NBA 2K21. If you're looking for a line on your favorite TV show, you can most certainly find it at MyBookie. MyBookie's casino options are as plentiful as its sportsbooks. There are 27 different table games such as blackjack and roulette and almost 300 unique slot options. Excuse me. 77 of which are 3D. You can even play live table games and video poker. To get started, you just go to mybookie.com. Make sure you use the promo code MINDDOG, and they're going to match your donation uh, deposit. I want oh, keep saying donation as if you're giving money to them. You're actually using the money to bet with. And so it's uh, a deposit, not a donation. So they will match it up to $1,000. Put down $1,000, you got 2000 to play with. How about that? Can't get a better deal than that. Uh, also today, my sponsors, uh, Skill Builder. If you're a marketer uh, or a salesperson and you have a, a business, you know, finding leads uh, is a daunting task, but LinkedIn is a very powerful resource for that. My friend Jeff Zygman, who built SkillBuilder, uh, SkillBuilder.com, has a special uh, tool now that can help you uh, curate 
thousands and thousands of qualified hot leads from LinkedIn using a tool that he has built, and you can learn to use it yourself. So if you're a marketer or a salesperson, you're probably used to paying an agency to qualify, get you qualified leads. You can do it now yourself for a fraction of the price, a one-time fee. And if you use the link in the description uh, to Skill Builder Dashboard, my link, you're going to save 10% off off of it, uh, the already low price, which is lower than you would normally pay a marketing agency to curate those leads. It's Skill Builder dash, uh, Dashboard. Look for the link in the description. I'm not going to play the video again today. But what Skill Builder does, it breaks it down really easy so that you can learn the entire method in a 30-minute uh, session and be really ready to rock and roll and curate thousands of hot, qualified leads. I've tried it out, and I know it works. It's a, a solid program. Check it out. Uh, the link is in the description again. And one last um, sponsor before I bring in my guest, Fundwise Capital. You know all about Fundwise Capital. They are a lender matching platform that gets you the best credit lines guaranteed. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less, and there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. You heard me correctly. I said start or grow your business. If you don't have a business, but you got a solid business plan, and I don't mean just a whim or just some crazy idea, but if you got a solid idea uh, that's written down and documented with accountants and marketing directors and so forth, well thought out plan, they can help you get funding, get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform sets you through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. Uh, they have hundreds uh, of five-star reviews on Google, Facebook, and Trustpilot, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% for 9 to 15 months, uh, unsecured term loans, loans based on your income, short-term gap funding, bridge loans, all that kind of stuff. And they work with real estates and startups, like I mentioned, and franchises, restaurants, any kind of business any kind of project. To get started, it's really simple. Just go to apply.funwise.com slash minddog. Apply.funwise.com slash minddog. Okay, on to the show. You know, today's, as I mentioned, this is our 300th program, and it's going to be a memorable one. Uh, this is another episode of how isolated Americans are and, and how little we know of the, the world. Uh, uh, here's a question for anybody who happens to be in the chat room. If they want to answer it, that would be fine. How many Finnish rock stars do you know? Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Me neither. I never, you know what? Um, I've never met anybody from Finland before today. Uh, and I can't name one Finnish uh, music act, which is kind of sad in a way. Uh, my guest, Tom Tika, is a singer-songwriter guitarist from Finland. Uh, you wouldn't guess that by listening to his music, though. He said His sound to me is more like a cross between classic Americana and modern pop. Uh, and so uh, even when I listened to him talk, I didn't, you know, as Americans, I'm bet I'm betting you're going to think a Finnish guy would sound something like, throw the cow over the fence some hay. But no, it doesn't sound like that. Uh, again, I've never been to Finland uh, because of its location in the world. You would think it sounds like a Swedish guy or whatever. <laughs> um, not so. Anyway, uh, if you never heard of Tom Ticker, uh, that's an indictment of the current state of uh, the music industry because he's got a lot of talent, great, great sound, and I really think you're going to enjoy his music and learning about him. So without further ado, please open up your ears, open up your minds, and help me welcome in Tom Ticker. Tom, welcome. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. That's quite an introduction, man. I got a, I got a lot to uh, live up to right now. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I, I, you know what? Uh, 
I really am digging your music. Uh, um, several of the songs that, that really stuck out at me, but um, the uh, quality of the production, your voice, the harmonies, uh, the m- melodic structure of all of it, really, really good stuff. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating or not, you know, right, no thanks, false man. flattery whatsoever. I really love it. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, I've never been to Finland. And uh, I, I bet you everybody I know in, in the States has never been to Finland. And so we don't know much about your country, your culture at all. But as I mentioned, you sound like um, your music sounds like Americana. Uh, explain to me how that happens. Well, well, I mean, I I uh, I grew up in the states. Uh, oh, moved, you did? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um as sort of uh, uh, from California, San Francisco, and so. Um, but uh, it's a long story. We okay. moved to the states when I was four because of my dad's business. And uh, uh, I moved to Finland permanently when I was uh, 30 or was that was that 29? But I mean, you get the idea. Um, we yeah. came here. We came here every summer and spent Christmases here and um, to meet the, the relatives and, and obviously uh, uh, to learn the language. I mean, I, I spoke kitchen Finnish for a very long time. Um, it, you speak when you speak another language with your parents. uh it's not the same as the language of your education. It's sort of like pass me the milk, and when your parents get mad at you, they yell at you. But it's still very simple language, you know. Um, yeah. So it took me a while to master Finnish uh, to the extent that I speak it today. Um, but but uh, it, it is uh, uh, perhaps uh, um, it'll tell you a lot uh, if I say that, for example, if I'm writing a very formal email. I'm going to have my wife proof it if I write it in, in Finnish. Um, <laughs> and so I think that my spoken Finnish is excellent. I think it's very native because uh, you, you kind of pick up the accent. You learn to sp- When you learn to speak, you learn it from your parents. You know how it goes. But yeah, sure. uh, in terms of writing and, and um, sort of uh, a little bit more elaborate use of the language, I think that um, uh, <laughs> Finnish is definitely... Uh, it, 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 I, I got a few areas that are very challenging for me. But, but nevertheless, you said that lots of americans have haven't been to finland um i don't think lots of anybody's been to finland <laughs> but it's sort of where <laughs> you know um and i mean this in the most positive sense of the w- word um or a phrase we're in the ass of the world <laughs> you know i mean <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it's um it's a small country um and um you know um I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you I, i'm not an expert because lots of times when we came over here in the summer um uh, uh my parents wanted to go to europe so we we actually took um not a boat but a but a usually a merchant ship um from helsinki to germany and drove around uh the the uh, uh germany and france and italy for about a month and then 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 came back to finland and and obviously then went back to the states but wow. um but but I mean, uh, and then later on, when my parents already in Finland, I I moved to Chicago, and um, like I said, moved to Finland permanently when I was thirty. Um, my wife actually a couple of summers ago, uh, <laughs> I had never been to, for example, Turku, which is one of the the biggest cities in Finland. It, it used to be the capital, and she took me there for the first time a couple of summers ago, <laughs> and she was like, "You've never been there?" I said, "No, just because my parents were from Helsinki." Right. And uh, this is where we came. We, I mean, 
we, we didn't travel in Finland at all, right, at all. Right. I mean, yeah, and so, so I'm you, actually right? visiting Finland right now. I'm learning about these these places that I've never been to. They're they're quite cool. Very cool story there. So that explains your musical influence, though, because when I listen to your music, I'm like, this is sounds American to me. It's awfully yeah. American. <laughs> yeah, my parents were. Um, my it's odd, really, be, because uh, my my parents uh, were very Finnish. Finnish. They um, it doesn't really make any sense. My my, but they listened to English language music. Uh, obviously, we were in the states, but. Um, I grew up with the Beatles, the Stones, Led Zeppelin, Uriah Heep. Ken Hensley passed away, by the way. Right. Uh, what, what a, it was one of my heroes. Incredibly, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by that. Just, but I mean, everybody goes, I guess, at, at a certain point. So, but, but anyway, that was the stuff that I grew up with, listening to Elvis, Paul Anka, yeah. and uh, my my parents loved music. We, we had music on. Uh, so, all the time. So clue me in, though. You got to know by now. Are there any Finnish rock stars? <laughs> sure, sure. There are actually real ones, you know, big ones. Um, I don't know if you heard a heard of a group called Hanoi Rocks, for example. Oh yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're from Finland. Andy McCoy, Michael Monroe. Those guys are. Uh, um, you know. It's hard to think of myself as a rock star. Those guys are rock stars. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, and I said this, and I don't mean it as any false flattery at all. I'm de- definitely serious about this. The pe- the fact that people don't know about you largely uh, that's a that's a sin and a shame on the uh, on the music industry right now. Because I listen to yourself uh, stuff today, and uh, and I actually started last night preparing for this interview, and I was. I'm really, really surprised at how good it was, uh, and sure. and and way beyond my expectations. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm not an easy guy to impress when it comes to new music because I I hear an awful lot of it more than most people my age. So you know that's saying a lot. And so um, you know, I, I appreciate would think, that. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate so, a lot. So yeah. rock stars all in your head, though. You know, it's it's how you perceive yourself and all that stuff. Well, I'm glad you, you you have some humility about it, and I'm I'm glad to see that. Now, uh, uh, for finding musicians in Finland to play with you, were they influenced by the same things? Because uh, I'm sure you didn't take musicians with you from Chicago to Finland. <laughs> no, actually, uh, um, I'm all the oh, I, I play everything myself these days. Oh, I and thought you so, had a duo, at least a duo, oh, right? The impersonators is a duo, yeah, but but it, it's sort of a songwriting duo. Um, Auntie, who's uh, that's a long <laughs> once again. I keep saying it's a long story, um, but we on on you drive me insane or you driving me insane. Um, that's my solo stuff, and that's I play everything on it myself. Right. But uh, with the impersonators, um, okay. So after the group that. Uh, I was I was involved with I was a songwriter. That's uh, a hub and that's that's Carmen Gray. That's that's the group that <laughs> okay. recorded for Sony BMG. And okay. um once that group um um broke up uh, I I needed to start something new. And uh, this is when 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 impersonators got started. I had met this guy um in um in college we we became fast friends. We sort of um, um, Auntie Audio was was this sort of a guy who was in sixties pop rock. Knew a lot more about it than me, which is kind of weird because I, you know, I know a lot. And and so we started swapping records and stuff, and uh, um, and we became really good friends. But I didn't know he wrote in any any form. 
and or anything and and so um one day just out of the blue he sent me a text message it was one of his lyrics called ghost town radio i thought it was brilliant i wrote a melody to it um and that's how the impersonators got started but it was always a group of two songwriters so i was always it was like alan parsons project i was always in charge of recording everything you know playing all the instruments putting it all together in those days i didn't have a studio i'm i'm actually i'm uh in my home studio right now this is upstairs it's a proper studio uh, well not a proper like i've been in in the biggest studio in finland you know it's a, yeah, know, not a problem yeah, yeah. but it's but it but it's a good recording facility anyway and i can do everything that i need to do here but at at that point in time uh, if we go back eight years seven years we didn't have anything i was recording these demos in my living room and wow. um and, and that's basically when when the impersonators got their recording contract with uh with fbp music group in germany that's when our producer Jan Saksa came on board and it everything became a little bit more professional and right. Jan is actually the guy in the impersonators that that i share uh the instrumental duties with and so so if you if you listen to an impersonators track you'll hear Jan and me play uh he's wow. a lyricist and so he doesn't play excellent production by the way i mean really really cool production uh but i'm also impressed with uh your vocals and the power of your falsetto when when you go into the the high notes that are beyond your range and you go into the falsetto you do it with a lot of power which you don't we don't see in a lot of pop records anymore uh you know a lot of guys are going for more of a baritone a really baritone sound uh so it's it's really cool stuff and i'm gonna we're gonna play a track uh for people in in a little bit and uh but you mentioned and the one we're gonna play is drive me insane but uh there are several other uh, songs that uh caught my attention and what i like about you uh is that you deliver the lyrics on your website you, you actually put the lyrics up there for geezers like me that's an important thing to be able to actually read the lyrics along as you listen to the song for the first time so you get to know it pretty quickly so uh, a couple of the songs that uh stick out in my mind cloud nine and rodeo rodeo in particular uh it struck me because there there's things in there there are elements in there that um bring me back to like and it's not it doesn't sound like that at all but uh, it's uh, like jimmy dean uh what was that song um hey kids rock and roll rock on there's a little bit yeah, of that yeah, flavor yeah. in there and i was just like yeah. wow but you made it feel like really good and it's a totally unique tune and for people who think i'm uh saying there's like any kind of plagiarism everybody borrows from somebody but and that's a subconscious thing right you weren't thinking yeah about i wasn't even aware of that but i know the track now that you mentioned it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's somewhere that, there <laughs> yeah and and a very cool sound so are you um are you designing all those sound because the guitar sounds are are, are really textured nice and, and uh unique sounds sometimes is a, like a wah uh guitar that comes in on like one channel and stuff really cool texture and production are you doing all that and, and designing that uh sound uh, on rodeo you 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 have um me and Yana Saksa doing it um we, we're short of uh we're we're, uh, we're, we're co-producing that or we've co-produced right. that um yeah i mean but the guitar sounds are mine um but obviously um 
it, it, it's it's the production is a collaborative effort. So, right. yeah, Yana yeah, is brilliant. Uh, he's 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 been in the business for a very long time, and he's he's worked with a lot of very famous people, both in Finland, Germany, and Sweden. Um, he, uh, I think that uh, to be really honest with you, and 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 this is this once again is deserved praise. I I, I um one for for music for the type of music that I'm doing right now. Um, I can't think of anybody better than he. Yeah, I mean, you know, incredible. The the work bears that out. It's a professional effort between the two of you, and it, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to give it like like lots of praise. Heap lots of praise on this stuff. This stuff is really, uh, you know, uh, super impressive to me. And and uh, so the other song is Cloud Nine, uh, which yeah. uh, the harmonies on that really kind of really impressed me a lot but the, you know the songwriting in general is very very good talk about uh that song cloud nine if you will just a little bit um yeah it's that's one of the uh um that's one of the songs that uh is sort of very carmen grayish when i started the impersonators i wanted to stay away from the sound of the old band because i, <laughs> I because i wanted yeah. the impersonators to have their own identity but then um and we kept releasing we had released i think about uh six six singles before that and my eldest son um uh, i and I, I know he was listening to carmen gray because you know your kids kind of you know like dad used to be a rock star i used to, they look at you like <laughs> yeah you know how lame is that and so so i i don't push that stuff on them and then but but he came to me and said that look i'll be listening to the impersonators and uh and I love it, but but I really liked what what you were doing with Carmen Gray, all those songs you wrote, because they were kind of ear grinders. That how about you? How how about you write one of those tunes, one one more of those, you know? And I said, well, you know, I'm trying to uh, have the impersonators uh, have their own identity and 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 whatever. And 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 then he said, well, okay, but but I started thinking about it, and I I felt that you know I hadn't written a Carmen Grayish tune for. I don't know, for five years at that point. And I thought that, well, you know, it'd be kind of cool to pretend the old band's still together and, and, and that I'm writing this song and I'm taking it to the rehearsal pad to, for Nick Newman to sing. And I thought that, you know, it's a sort of a nice mind game that, that, you know, what if I just sort of dip my toe in the water a little bit and pretty soon cloud nine, you know, just, um, I, I wrote the melody and, 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 um, it did. It does sound like Carmen Gray a lot. Incredibly similar. Uh, it's like uh, and and but 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 it was fun to do that because I hadn't done that for a while. Sort of the pop commercial radio sound, right? And and rodeo came from the same writing session, and so they're kind of like you know, volume one and volume two, sort of Carmen Grayish impersonators tunes. And, yeah, it um, sounds that's how more, it came about. It sounds more pop. Both of them sound more pop oriented than the the uh, stuff that I mentioned. It sounds a little more Americana. Uh, drive Drive Me Insane definitely uh, starts off like an Americana tune, but then kind of evolves into a radio friendly pop song. Yeah, too, it's got. Well. Yeah, um, it's, that's, I actually wrote that song for Carmen Gray. In, uh, I think it was two thousand seven, <laughs> okay. but it was left over from nobody wanted to do it at that point, and because we had so many new songs and people were more excited about, you know, some of them than they were 
of others and and, and so um wow that was a throwaway that's a great song man for, it is for a great a... song yeah yeah <laughs> that's why i was that's why i recorded it because yeah but people did feel it was a bit americana at the time and yeah. um and and it is but i i don't mind i mean it's 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 the stuff that i love yeah, uh, you know, let let's play that song, and uh, and then we'll we'll come back and some ch- chat some more. This is the song I was just talking about. Uh, where where am I going now? Okay, here it is. It's called "Drive Me Insane" uh, uh, by Tom Tika. Right? Am I pronouncing your name right? Tika? Yeah, you're, you're you're pronouncing it right. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Drive me insane. Oh no! You know no what? I think I screwed up. YouTube let me uh, download it without the sound on it. That really sucked. You know what? I will. Uh, yeah, that really sucks, man. I wanted to play it so bad. I should have checked it. I, I just downloaded it a few minutes ago. Ah, that sucks. Um, you know what? I can still get it though. Okay. Well, well, you know, I, I, I can, um, I, I can, and sort of, uh, I can shed some light on the tune. In the yeah. meantime, if yeah, go ahead. Yeah, drive, driving me insane was sort of a uh, um, the reason why I put lyrics. By the way, on I, I want them to be on the website, is because um, I'm sort of uh, um, I'm I'm proud of them, <laughs> and and each song has has its own story. Really, I, I the way I write is that I write about things that are happening to me or around me. And 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 I always feel that uh, even though a lot of folks who read the lyrics or listening listen to the songs, they have their own interpretations of the lyrics and what's happening. But in in case of, uh, for example, you drive me insane. It was uh it was written at a time um, when uh, my first marriage wasn't doing very well, and and um, and and I wanted to write a song about the fact that. Uh, you can you can love somebody, be in love with them, but kind of not like that person a lot, you know, because <laughs> it's it, it's one of those things that it's it's kind of weird. Um, um, it's it, it's it's something that isn't spoken about a lot because people f- think it's sort of a you know oxymoron, you know, in the sense that where there's love or lust or being in love with somebody that you got to like that person, but it doesn't always go like that. And, and you drive me insane is basically about a very, uh, a very sort of, a, um, let's say a relationship that works at all other levels, except where, you know, there should be emotional intimacy. It, that's where it breaks down. And, and, and so hence you have, and at the time I was reading about the Roman Empire, and that's why you have Mark Anthony there, and, and all these different things that I'm mixing in the lyrics. Well, part of it, it is the story that actually happened, and part of it is stuff like that. Part part of uh, what, what might freak people out is seeing you in a straight jacket here to start it off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that, that's uh, um, well, because this this was uh this song was recorded almost a decade or actually even more than a decade later than it was written i had just <laughs> i had just finished a a a, a year long batch of therapy <laughs> and uh and the reason why it it, it uh, the uh the straight jacket is 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 on the video and 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 this this shot is from the from the music video but um the reason 
why the reason for why I called the EP insane was that um, we had this family gathering, and I was telling some of my older relatives that I've been to therapy. And you know, with my mom and dad's age group and people who are in their seventies, uh, at least in Finland, you didn't go to therapy. You know, if you couldn't <laughs> hack it, you rather right. It it was sort of probably more acceptable to jump off a cliff. You know. <laughs> Then go to. The, I'm not kidding. Then, yeah, then, I know. You know, and so as soon as I told them that, look, you know, I've been seeing a shrink, and they looked at me, <laughs> and I knew exactly what they were thinking. And the <laughs> word that was written all over their face was insane. You know, and right. that's where the name of the EP comes from. Excellent. Um, yeah. So yeah, so let's play it, and then we'll come back and talk some more. Sure. I guess that's me. He had Rome, but I'm all alone. I think of you. I feel a fool. You'd never leave your hallmark fantasy, girl. Are you pretty creepy? I wish you just what you do. It's hurting you. You give me love, but you drive me insane. I wish you knew to tell the truth. I've got the blues. You give me love, but you drive me insane. Drive me insane. Drive me insane. You Xbox me and play for free. Then run back home to your big brown stone and lots of gold. Name that's old, a family tree. Why would you prefer me, girl? I live reality. I wish you knew just what you do. It's hurting you. You give me love, but you drive me insane. I wish you knew. Tell the truth. I've got the blues. You give me love, but you drive me insane. Drive me insane. Drive me insane. I heard you moving to LA. I guess you find another lane. I wish you knew just what you do. It's hurting you. You give me love, but you drive me insane. I wish you knew to tell the truth. I've got the blues. 
what you drive me insane. Awesome stuff. Awesome. Mm. We're just awesome stuff. Now I got to ask you, uh, and by the way, I'm sorry, folks, there, there's a video, an actual video. That's not just the, the, uh, the photograph there where, uh, it's a, actually an entertaining video that goes along with that as well. The links will be in the description. Uh, I got to ask you though, oh, singing wise, uh, did you take singing lessons? Did, were you, are you a natural singer? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. You're, you're singing. <clears throat> well, I mean, um, I, I did, I, I never took singing lessons, uh, but, but I wasn't, I mean, I had natural ability, but I think I, I learned the hard way and I started <laughs> making records when I was 21. I remember walking into the studio thinking that I know how to sing, but, um, being too out of tune. And this is when I, you know, I was 21. Um, we did so many takes on the songs that I recorded then, um, that it, I quickly understood that I was in a very, I would have to really start practicing. And so little by little, um, starting from that first disastrous session (laughs) (laughs) where I walked out of the studio thinking that I'll never walk back. Um, Yeah. um, it, It was, it was a school of hard knocks and, and, and little by little though, I got, back into it found the courage to walk up to the mic again remembered what the producer had said um all the instructions um and and i started getting it but but it was very difficult if you listen to how i sing on you drive me insane i was never gonna sing cute i was i wasn't i was never gonna be like um i wanted to play around with my vocals because the the vocalists that i most um uh, admired or emulated were were people like Steven Tyler and and you know David Byrne of Eura Heap, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger definitely. These were not people who who basically played it safe. They took right. risks, huge risks. David Lee Roth, it, it was he's all over the place. Right. And so I wanted to be a vocalist like that only at 21 I had way more ambition than i had <laughs> than, than 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 skill you know i was gonna I say more that, ambition than talent but ta- talent must have been there a little bit at least but i didn't well, have the required skill so i mean yeah, a way skill. when you asked yeah did i take yeah, singing yeah. lessons I, I world the world forced them on me right well <laughs> you know? I, I think what you just summed up is the nature of every human being we're all we all um at 21 are more ambitious than our skill level. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I there was. Yeah, um, but you definitely um, have some some chops now, and so most people to develop that it goes easier with a coach and or or a singing sure. instructor. Yeah. Uh, so and it sounds like you it actually it sounds like you have studied voice a little bit when I listen to that stuff because the range is so much. I get what you're talking about about the Lennon and the um, those other guys you mentioned that that kind of uh, you know I don't want it to sound like uh, like I'm singing like a, ca- a bel canto uh, opera singer. I want to sound right. like a rock and roll guy. I want to have some yeah. attitude in there and all that stuff. And it so, doesn't yeah. mean that those are the only brilliant vocals because you can you can take somebody like Bob Dylan, which I love. I mean, he, I think he's one of my favorite artists in the entire universe. I love his, I love him as a singer as well. But you're Me not going to put Bob, and you're not going to put Bob in the studio and have, <laughs> you know, it, it, he's uh, the vocal range and everything. It, it, it's yeah. a different, it's a completely different um, uh, approach, right? Absolutely, uh, and 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 he's brilliant in what he does. I I I would never challenge him. <laughs> right, but, right. But, but in, in terms of my in terms of my own stuff, that that I wanted it to be sort of vocally, vocally a little right. bit more adventurous, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, hey, even today, I, it's I I I do the best I can. You know. But it's funny that because um, there's a tape uh, a a video on YouTube where just about all those guys you mentioned are paying homage to to dylan in some way or another or even outright entertaining him and then you it'll show you like lennon doing a an exaggerated bob dylan like uh you know imitation and then later on it plays a couple of clips from songs where where lennon actually started using that a little bit that you know dylan is intonation or uh you know just a little bit of that character on lines here and there. And you, and then you go down artist after artist and saying this, you know, people don't think of Bob Dylan as a singer at all, but he did influence a lot of people with his. Yeah, he definitely uh, was a singer. He, he was an original. Yeah. I think right. that being, a, see, this is the thing about being a singer. People uh, very often think in terms of um, that a singer must be somebody like Celine Dion, you know, right. and, yeah. and, and, and not putting her down in any way. But my point, my point being is that Tom Petty, for example, is one of my favorite singers in the entire universe. But and I mean, Petty if you listen is- to his nasal voice, it's not like Elvis Presley type of singing. Right. You know, it's Bob Dylan-ish. Um, yeah, it is they, definitely influenced Roger by Roger McQueen Dylan. somewhere there. But, but it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And you recognize him. You, you can play a Tom Petty tune to somebody in the middle of the night, wake them up in cold sweat, 3 a.m. They open their eyes and they say, that's Tom Petty. And, and right. to me, that's the mark of a great singer. Me too. Uh, and you know what's funny to me? When I see guys in who play in cover bands, and I know they're really good singers, but they try to do an imitation of, of right. uh, Tom Petty. They kind of struggle a little bit, and you can tell that like they're, they're trying to find that magical uh, little element that he has and not able to figure out, oh, yeah, I know I can sing good, I, I sing well, and I can hit all these notes, but how come I, I can't sound like Tom Petty? And it's because of that natural character in his voice that you know yeah. makes him stand out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, was um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your songwriting process. How does it? How do you write songs? Are you, <laughs> are you a guy who starts with lyrics or you start with a melody? What's it like for you? Um, <clears throat> in the impersonators, I always start with the lyrics because Auntie sends them to me. But um, uh, but if I, if I write like for example a song like Driving Me Insane, I always go for the melody first. I pick up the guitar and I start 
there might be a grain of an idea. Like I, I remember having that that idea that you you gave me love, but you drive me insane. So right. I might start with something like that, but it's usually always the melody that I write first. Huh. The 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 for me the the um the challenge of working <clears throat> from lyrics is that if 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 you want to if you want the song to have certain ingredients like a poppy chorus um it's easier for me um uh personally it's to find the melody first and then make it all fit right um in the, in the even in the impersonators i kind of you know i edit i i usually write the the lyrics for the chorus because the chorus kind of has to be very thought out Right, and so d- when you're working on these melodies, is it just your voice, or do you play guitar? Do you play piano wh- you know, along with it and try to figure uh, out where you're going? Eighty percent of the time, I write with the guitar. Then maybe twenty percent of the time, I write um, playing the piano. But but uh-huh. um, I'm not a very very um, I'm not a very good uh, piano player. Not a uh, chopper player. No, 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 no. I I can you know, and it's like. I play the drums on driving me insane. And I think the drum track is really, really very good. But in terms of asking if I'm a good, if I consider myself a good drummer, absolutely not. I I, I build it in the studio bit by bit. You know, I I know what a great drum drum track should sound like, and I can play enough to edit it, you know, into something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm no drummer. I think yeah, me, I, I'm very much the same. I play all the instruments on all the stuff I record, and I think a lot of people who are not musicians or haven't worked in the studio or ever ever done multi track, they hear that and it really doesn't register with them exactly what you're talking about. Like how, yeah, how do you yeah, well, build, how do you build the drum? What do you mean you can't play the drums but you can record drums? I don't get that. Um, but you, you know, it's a fact you can play just the bass and snare or, or parts and then go back and put the yeah. hi-hat parts and some yeah. parts. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, um, so, uh, but most people don't even recognize that. And it, no, it's true. It's true. And, and it's sort of uh, it that that's already, I think, um, going into what's happening in the studio professionally, you know. Right. And, before we want to go go any further, I want to uh, uh, just mention the in the scroll uh, for the people on the visual side and for the people who are on the audio side, which is probably most of the world. Uh, there are two uh, two websites going across the bottom. It's tomtika dot com is where you're going to find tomtika and the hubcaps <laughs> and uh, the impersonators music. Oh no, just impersonatorsmusic.com, which is where you're going to find the. Uh, duo stuff that we've been talking about uh, thus far. Um, now, so doing this recording and playing all the stuff yourself, I'm imagining that you're not playing it out at all, even before COVID hit. Uh, I'm sorry, you, you you're not that. Play, that you're not playing it out at all, like performing it live anywhere. Um, right, right, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I mean, I'm, I've done some online shows now. Right. <laughs> so, oh. but I mean, that's me, me on an acoustic guitar. And, right and, and so when yeah yeah so is there would you do that if if it wasn't for covid would you be out doing solo gigs like an acoustic guitar playing this music um i might do a few yeah um, i the the whole idea of the impersonators and and the missing hubcaps though it it's i've done my share of touring um yeah. and so the idea is basically that they're studio projects however um whenever i do play live whether it's online or to a small crowd somewhere it, it's very energizing and right. i always walk walk off the stage thinking that i'll be back you know it's kind of weird i i prefer studio so much over live performing live however 
when I do perform live, I love it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that I always, um, you know, if, 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 um, if the impersonators or the missing hubcaps truly took off, um, I, 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 I'm not, not going to say never, you know, but I would have right. to find the right musicians to play the parts and so forth. So it'd be a completely different project. Right. Uh, and that, you know, the older you get, the more difficult that that becomes. I had a guy on last yeah. night who was my age, probably, or probably in his late 50s, at least anyway. And uh, he he plays with a band. He's out touring with it. He just did a, uh, well, he was out touring before COVID. He just did a film based on an album he produced. But I said, and he's only started this project like three or four years ago. And I said, it's got to be really difficult to find players to play original music at, you know who aren't kids because they're gonna want to uh, get compensated at least what a grown adult would be to support their families or wives and whatever yeah. they have at this yeah. age. Difficult and to go on the road for any uh, period of time is a difficult thing to ask somebody who's not a kid. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a hard life. Right. I think that a lot of people view it as as like an extended holiday. Right. You know. But yeah. but it isn't, and I think that once you reach certain age, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it, the the road doesn't attract you, right? To that extent, I mean, once you've been to enough hotel rooms to figure out that they all look pretty much the same, <laughs> and once once you've eaten that candy of the pillow too many times, and 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 you you conclude that you've pretty much done everything you can in a hotel room things you should do and things you shouldn't um it, it sort of loses its glamour if you know what i mean yeah yeah it, i definitely it, you know, know what you mean uh, nowadays and, it's kind of weird i guess i want to hang out with my wife and my kids you know i'm, I'm I, not not that i don't want to play but i kind of like being at home now I get you. Me too, which is why I'm podcasting more and more. And I've, <laughs> I've even turned down music gigs to stay home and, and podcast. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I was always lucky if I slept in a hotel room. Generally, I slept a lot in a van, uh, ate dinner out of a can, uh, things like that. Uh, it was not a pleasant experience being on the road. Uh, but I have to say there is no better drug than a, a, a room full of a lot a lot of people applauding for you and giving oh, yeah. you back that energy uh and that's that's the thing that kept me doing it for so long and you know it is it it is a drug that you it get is a drug to. Yeah. yeah not gonna argue with that it's, it's an incredible feeling the fact that people know the lyrics to your songs and stuff and 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 it, it just whoa i mean um it yeah, I I get it. I get I get why McCartney is still doing it. I do. Right. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's a very 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 difficult life yeah. um, to leave behind. So, um, is is the radio situation? You know, in Europe, uh, I I don't know how long you've been over there, but you know, in the United States right now, radio totally so commercial radio. I mean, terrestrial radio. Yeah. There are six conglomerates that run every station. It's all cookie cutter pop that sounds exactly the same. Yep. And same thing here. Them, oh yeah, it is. So how do you? What do you? Is radio important to to? Yeah, I think it must still be to kind of get mass appeal and if if it's such a way that you know all they want is taylor swift and Katy perry how do you how do you stand out and get yourself heard um well, well in finland I, I got nothing going on in finland the the songs are playing in in the uk uh and in the states and 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 in quite a few other countries 
um, South Africa, for instance, a lot of the English speaking world. Um, but, but over in Scandinavia, it, it's, it's just the artists that you mentioned that the, you, you have these radio stations that, that are, they're, they're, all of them sound very generic and same. Right. And they only play a certain type of music. It's it's kind of like tourist pop, you know, or, right. or pop for very young people, mindless lyrics, um, you know, and it, and then you have the maybe the oldest rock stations or classic rock stations, but then they don't play new stuff, and right. and so so over here, I think it's it, to get on the radio right now with song with a song like "You Drive Me Insane" or "Driving Me Insane." Um, it'd be very difficult in the when Carmen Gray was happening it wasn't it, there were multiple different channels that would pick it up um but but things have changed a lot in um in 12 13 years um and and if you ask me personally not for the better <laughs> but but then again you know no, I agree it depends on who you ask. I'm sure there are people like we're glad we got rid of rock and roll. You know, um, I'm not. But then, <laughs> but then again, I mean, what do you expect? Biased opinion to the max, right? Uh, well, I think you brought up a good point there. These classic rock stations, and this is why radio is failing right now, and they're they're really struggling, is because uh, they will only play classic rock. I think they'd be smart if they mixed in classic rock with some newer stuff from artists like you and other people who are doing. Uh, Music that uh, fits in with classic rock, but isn't classic rock. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And and um, um, but but they don't. I think right. that uh, everybody's fighting over listeners right now because, as you know, radio is going through perhaps what recording industry was going through um, about fifteen years, twenty years, or maybe even just a decade from from now. If, if if you basically go back to 2010, 2005, um, all of a sudden people don't sell records anymore, but rather everybody's streaming, downloading. Now, of course, we have the internet radios and um, online radios, and 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 traditional FM radio is is not they they don't command right like they used to. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and they're going through that. And so I think that they're playing it safe where they're only playing music that that everybody knows, loves, and likes because lo and behold, if they didn't, right. they actually might just start losing listeners one by one. Right. Uh, and so you mentioned the, the, the record company, the, the label that you signed with is out of Germany. Do they play a lot of English-speaking uh, music in Germany? Um, I don't. I don't really know. I, I think that um, if anything, when I've when I've talked with the with the label head, uh, he's always said that you know most music in Germany is sung in German now. Right. Um. I, I think it's it's. Um. But I think I'm I'm pretty confident they play a a whole lot more English speaking music over there than they do in Finland. Finland is basically now in in what I consider a bit of a rut, to be honest with you. Um, what do you mean by in terms of culturally? In, in, I'm sorry? Culturally, like music-wise? or, or, well, or in, 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 what I mean by that is, is a very sort of a, um, not objective but subjective view is, is the fact that nobody's recording in English here anymore. And, and uh, as a result, a lot of the new music, Finnish music, is, is, exists only in Finnish. Which means that you have a language spoken by maybe four million people, right? 
right. you can't take it anywhere because nobody will understand the lyrics. Exactly. Um, but I mean, then again, there are as many opinions as there are people. So this is my personal opinion. I, I think. Remember, that, that remember who's people, your do? Uh, with you know, I forget that. Uh, I grant band called Who's Could Do in the in the I, late seventies no, no, or eighties. No. Were they finished? Where were they? When were they? Oh, let me look that up. I gotta look that up. I think I you uh, locked up. Are, are you locked up? No. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Who's Could Do wasn't. Uh, maybe that's not who I'm thinking of. Uh, but. Um, I forget the name of the song now. I'm gonna. I have to look that up. But there was a song that um uh, was popular. It was a big hit, and it had like yodeling. Well, yeah, you know these things happen. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're right. And then there's that uh, um Luftballoon song that's sung in German, and 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 couple. Of, but those are like right. one hit here and there, and then they're like, yeah, right. it, it just. You know, you, you can't build your career on that. And yeah, so, I, I get it. But but you're absolutely right. What it doesn't just depend on the person you ask; it depends on the approach and and what you're right. Yeah. Um, <coughs> uh, what uh, what is it like though? Uh, and give me a sense of because I you know that whole part of the world. Do people travel a lot? Like in between countries you need a passport to go from like from from finland to sweden and, and all in scandinavia or uh, can you travel freely among those uh, countries in what you call the all <laughs> of the world uh, or ass of the world uh, uh, i think that uh in in the eu people have your passport with you though um somebody once said that you can go up. i always have my passport with me and i haven't even bothered to figure out if a driver's license is enough because i'm not going to get stuck anywhere with my yeah. pants around my ankles if you know what i mean you know it's like yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. italy i got to italy on with my driver's license now i want to go back to finland but now they're asking for a passport and so um i always it, i whenever i travel and right now of course nobody travels but whenever i've traveled i always have my passport i, I right. think it's it you know it, it i'm sure that if it was easy peasy everybody would be going without their passport so, right. so I'm, I'm 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 saying that I, uh, you probably should have that Having lived in the states, uh, it's not like that, going from Utah to Indiana. You know, it, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I there's get border it. control. Yeah, yeah. Having lived in the states, is there anything you miss about the states? And and you don't you don't have to worry about people like getting ah, he's being anti-American if you say no. Uh, is there anything you miss? No, about the I states? do miss. I mean, uh, everything. I was there for such a long time. Uh, we're talking decades. You know, it, it's so um, everything. You know, I, just the culture um the what what california looks like uh, yeah what everything i, I think that um um uh, when if you grow up somewhere and if, if if you live somewhere as a young adult that's your home right and so um you know i have six children <laughs> and and um i wonder if i'll ever make it back but my dream is that i'll have i'll have a small apartment or any you know whatever place in california that i can sort of um live in a lot um, of people are, are hoping california will still be there um well i mean that, i can go to chicago as well yeah, <laughs> if the west yeah. coast disappears right? yeah uh you know is there a lot of do you play hockey at all 
Well, I mean, Finland is uh, is how many world championships do we have? Two at least. Right. Yeah. But if you look up Tom Tika on Google, the first thing you oh, find yeah, is about a- eight pages of a Finnish hockey player. I guess yeah. he's a huge star or something. <laughs> I'm not. You know, I never actually noticed that when I was googling my own name a couple of months ago because I don't usually even Google my own name. I know people do that, but I'm yeah. like, who is this other guy? You know, he's a hockey player. Yeah, I. I, I yeah, I was I, under the impression that he's like famous because I mean he's all, all over Google and they got video clips of him and like holding awards and stuff. I'm like, wow, because I haven't followed sports not, in a long time. No, and I mean I wasn't aware of him. If he was truly famous, I'd know him. Of course, tell me if you're listening. I'm sorry if you are famous. To be, <laughs> yeah, honest, right. to, to be honest with you, I don't I don't follow <laughs> I don't follow hockey all that much. And I'm sure I watched the World Championships. He hasn't played there. I'm sure Tika is probably a very common name in Finland, right? Or or um, somewhere. Well, common. not the most common one though. It's from it's from the from Eastern Finland, Karelia. It's like one of the native names that you know, um or or it's it means it it has a meaning. It it, it means woodpecker. Um <laughs> and and so we have everybody like we have uh, one one last name is Susi, which is wolf, you know. Then there's bear. Um and of course I I'm woodpecker, you know. <laughs> now let's not analyze that any further, you know. All right. Now that's why you, you were in therapy for so long. I get it. Yeah, um hey dude, you know, it's but I'm okay with it now. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Well, we learned something about uh, the meaning of names in, in, in Finland. It's been uh great to get to know you, great to get to know your music. Once again, the websites are uh scrolling across and they will be in the description, nice and easy for people to click. It's tomticket.com and impersonatorsmusic.com. Uh and uh what what else are you doing that, you know coming up? Do you have any new releases or you just still you you're working on just getting the one that you just completed out there? What what's now the there's a bunch of there's a bunch of new things coming. I'm actually I'm super busy. Um a couple of weeks ago I released my first Christmas song. I mean my first and last. I wrote it wrote it in 2012. <laughs> it's one of those songs I wrote ages ago and now it was time to release it. It's called Just Like Christmas Love is War. Um that came Ooh. out on November 6th and the next thing that's going to come out is uh, late January uh 2021 um new Tom Tick and the Missing Hopkins EP titled That's What Winston Churchill Said. Um and then there will be a Carmen Gray uh, I'm sorry The Impersonators album <laughs> um titled Ghost Town Radio that's going to be our first full length album. Um, that'll come out uh, in late March, and then holy moly, a, yeah. Then there will be another <laughs> Tom Tick and the Missing Humpcaps EP sometime in June. Holy smokes, you're a busy guy. Uh, well, good for you. I like to see somebody prolific and actually, uh, you know, living their life, uh, living their life on their terms, and and producing and being creative. Love it, love it, love you, we love your work, and I thank you for stopping by and uh, getting to know you a little bit. And please, you know, when when you come out with these with your new albums, come back and let us help you promote them and get the word out there for them. Oh yeah, I'd love to. This was a this was a load of fun, man. Thanks for having yeah. me on the show. Well, I, I promise to be a, a little more professional in getting your music played uh, on the first shot next time instead of. Uh, <laughs> no, we uh, got it played. That's just cool. Yeah, 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 yeah cool. Uh, well, thanks a lot, and definitely. Definitely keep in touch and, and come back when you have uh, new stuff out, man. I definitely want to hear it. Awesome. I definitely will. Thanks. Thank you. Bye for now. All right. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids. 
by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by VaporDNA. Founded in 2013, VaporDNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code OrionQ. Uh, Tom Tinker, folks, uh, great, great music. I, I'm sure you liked it, uh, the, the one track you heard. I would urge you to go to Spotify where you can listen to Cloud9 for free. Go to his website and uh, just click around there on on some of the music and check it out. Rodeo was another song that really impressed me. But just the general sound uh, and, and the spirit of his music really, really, and the quality of production, vocals, lyrics, harmony, all of it. Knock me out. Knock me out. Really good stuff. I hope you appreciate it. I hope you support him. And you know what? Share it. Tell tell people about it. If you don't support good music, good music is going to go away. And, and one thing that COVID has taught us is that, you know, uh, people really need music in their lives. And so, uh, you know, I hate to get on a soapbox here, but really uh, support this guy, support his music, tell your friends about it, share it. If, you, if you're not going to buy it, at least share it. <laughs> and that's my rant for today. I hope you enjoyed this program. I hope you tell your friends about it. Come on back, subscribe, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe there. Go to MindDogTV.com, get on my mailing list. Questions and comments for me, info at MindDogTV.com, info at MindDogTV.com. Tonight at 7 p.m., I have a special episode. Bill Abernathy out of Kansas City, Missouri, who's an Americana artist as well, will be back here to promo his new single. Uh, I believe it's called There's More, to, More Than Meets the Eye. Uh, and uh, he was with me just uh, a 
couple of weeks ago talking about his uh, latest album out, but he's got a new single out tonight that he wants people to know about. Kind of political, but uh, it should be an interesting discussion. That's at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then at 8 p.m. Eastern, we got Walker's Kai, a uh, rock band out of Canada. Musical day here, folks. Uh, so join me then at starting at 7 p.m. tonight. Until uh, then, I'm Matt Napple for the Mind Dog TV Podcast. Thanks for coming. Have a great day, and bye for now. Those three words you said were meaningless So don't you wait for my reply I'm just trying to make